Hi, uh, I'm Christina Rodenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer, and I'm here with my dear friend, Sally Kirkman. Hi. And we're going to talk about the astrology of the next month, that is from the 21st of June to 21st of July, which is the month that, that is uh, when the sun is in Cancer. One of the watery signs, uh, the first of the watery signs, in fact. Mm -hmm. And in celebration of this fact, we are sitting on a boat, a boat called Hilarity, which I think is quite an appropriate name for a sort of cancery boat. Cancerians are a sign with a sense of humour, right? Oh, absolutely. Very good mimics, comedians, cancerians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your daughter has cancer rising, the one who's a bit of an actress. Yes, she does. So it's a uh, chart ruler is the moon, and I think it's that. Uh, it's that lovely reflection of the moon. And you have a cancer rising daughter, too. I do, who is very lovely, mm -hmm. actually. And again, has that reflective quality. Mm. Um, very good mimic. Mm. Very interested in cooking. Mm -hmm. um, not, but interestingly, this is one of the things that people say about cancerians is that they're such homebodies and they're very domesticated and that they, well, um, that they like babies. And these things are not always completely true, I find, in my experience of cancers. I know quite a lot of cancer sons who don't have children at all. Well, I agree. I mean, there are, I have some cancer friends in my life who are classic cancers who, you know, home and family is most important to them. They love the home. They love memories from the past. Mm. They have a lot of things around the house that, you know, reminds them of the past that are come down from their parents or grandparents so i do know some classic ones i do i'm thinking of a particular uh person i know who's got a sun moon conjunction in cancer mm -hmm. and i do go to his house and think why do you have that on the wall it's like that's a shoelace or whatever and it's always <laughs> because it has a memory attached uh, okay. everything is an association and everything has depth. Mm -hmm. Stuff has depth for cancer. So there's never, you never have just a cup, do you? It's a cup that belonged to my grandmother and it's a cup that contains a whole bunch of memories. Yeah, they mean something, don't they? Mm. It's the sentimental side mm. of it and mm. the associations of it all. And the emotional depth of a cancer. A lot of, um, I wrote a piece about um, cancer self-portraits because I did a whole series on self-portraits. And Many, many, many Cancerian artists came up, and I think it was—it's partly to do with reflective quality that you were talking about, mm -hmm. the lunar reflective quality of the Cancerian. But it's also Cancerians are really, really sensitive. They are sensitive to the world around them, and they see the um, emotional—what's um, the word? The emotional archaeology of the world mm -hmm. around them in mm -hmm. a way that a lot of other signs don't see. Mm. Um, so you might, well, I might be looking at something thinking that's, you know, that's a picture or that's a piece of, that's some water or something. But a Cancerian may have a, a deeper understanding. Mm. Mm. And they are very, I mean, it's the imagination, isn't it? Like, yes. I mean, it's a, that's kind of a water thing as well. And, and using their emotions to touch people through their art or their music or, you know, it's like having a vessel as well, isn't mm. it, for... Um, for those cancerian qualities. I mean, one of my favourite sun cancer artists is Frida Kahlo. Mm. Yeah. Who, you know, I went to her house in Mexico, Casa Azul, which was just incredible. Just had this real 
sense of place about it and history and speaking of someone who did self-portraits she did self-portraits a lot but in the, and, and of course she's looking she's reflecting on herself uh in the way that this the moon reflects the light of the sun mm. um and another great artist who is a cancer son is Rembrandt who of course was famous for doing a self-portrait every now and then when he had no one else to paint and he's got dozens of self-portraits so we see him from young to very old um, in a very beautiful and moving way and he's got that the paint that holds emotion absolutely and and I have to say just um, on cancer artists I mean Tracy Emin who's one of her most famous installations is actually called My Bed which I always thought was great for Cancerans because there's that, you know, I know some Cancerans who just love their bed. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. love the comfort and nurture and getting into bed and getting cosy. So, And that installation is all about the importance of the tiny things. Mm. Yeah, the dirty knickers on the floor and the installation. Charming. We went to see it in Liverpool and, and my kids were like, this smells. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think it was meant to. It smells of old sort of fag ends. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about solstice, which is twenty first? I think we do. Yeah, coming up very soon. Um, one of the important markers in the year, the solstice. Um, four markers is the equinoxes, and then the solstices, which are the um, when the sun goes into the cardinal sign. And it's the start of a new season. And this is really important within astrology because this defines for us the astrology. Um, spring equinox being when Aries, uh, the sun goes into Aries, starting the astrological year. So these are the markers of the seasons, um, really key. And the solstice, I mean, in the northern hemisphere, we're talking the summer solstice, which is always, I mean, it's a time to honor the sun. Yeah, People light fires. And they'll go and see the sunrise and there's, you know, monuments around the world where at the solstice, the sun comes down in a beautiful way. Mm. White Um, nights. So it is. It's a really, really important time. It's a change of season, um, beginning a new three month period. And this is kind of interesting as well, astrologically, because we are entering a new phase. And we really are this year. Yeah, we are. Wow. Is there anything more you want to say about the solstice, Christina? This is the hook of Western astrology. You know, if people ask you about why isn't it like Indian astrology, blah, 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 how is it different? It's different because these are the corners, the cornerstones of Western astrology are the equinoxes and the solstice. Yeah. Um, and this year looks pretty good. Uh, there's an interesting, you know, conjunction of Venus with the North Node at the solstice. So it's about the heart, mm-hmm. uh, which is a theme I think we want to talk about this mm. month in general is the heart versus head. Yeah, and that kind of shows in the astrology chart for the solstice because you've got Venus on the north node and Leo opposing Mars, so kind of the lovers of the heavens opposing one another, Mars in Aquarius conjunct the south node. And what's really important now and moving into the rest of the summer in the northern hemisphere, winter, southern hemisphere, is the fact that Mars is really slowing down now. And on June the 26th, it turns retrograde, um, which it does every couple of years. And it's going to be in retreat, on go slow, in reverse until August the 27th. And this is so key for everyone, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the message this summer, really, is your 
is to slow down or even stop doing stuff. Don't try and push ahead. Um, and also that your ideas may be mistaken. But this is head versus heart, okay? Um, Venus in Leo is all about the heart. This is about love. And Venus in Leo is powerful. She's moving ahead. Mars in Aquarius turns backwards and turns retrograde and is sleeping. Um, it, this particularly is going to affect the fixed signs. So that means Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio. Um, and also, um, especially uh, Mars ruled signs. Yeah, I find, you know, because I'm a Sun Scorpio with an Aries ascendant. And I do have to say, I find the Mars retrograde phase is very tricky. Um, I find them quite frustrating. Um, I often find I can't be in charge, which mm. of, course, of course Mars really wants to be in charge, and I can't get ahead. Um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was working on a project with um, a woman I was just not getting on with, and we did not have the same ideas, and it was mm. really frustrating. And in the end, actually, that project did fall apart. It mm. didn't, you know, and it was all during the Mars retrograde phase. Mm. So, you know, on some level, when Mars is retrograde, it's a time to rein in a bit. Mm. You know, don't go full steam ahead because you might end up running in the wrong direction. Mars mm. is fast, speedy, but at the moment it's going backwards. Or you could end up, you know, running down um, a dead alley. Yeah. So it, it isn't, once Mars is retrograde, classically, this isn't the time to put a lot of energy initiative um, into, into new things. No, and that's true for the whole, there's other things this summer which suggests that it's really not a summer to be doing that, but it's rather marvellous for other stuff. Except, for example, just sitting still and being here now because that Grand Trine that we talked about a bit in the last podcast is really kicking in now. There's going to be a Grand Trine between... There's a trine between Jupiter in Scorpio, Neptune in Pisces, and the Sun in Cancer for most of this time right for the whole time the sun although the sun won't be in exact trine it's moving into the trine then early july it's actually trine what that means is that's very relaxing uh, for a start it's not about buzzing around doing stuff but it is about letting in letting your creativity flow mm -hmm. especially if you're one of the water signs that is um pisces scorpio or cancer um getting in touch with your feelings again um we found I have found actually with this recent um it's because we've had this a little bit already that there's been a lot of stuff in my life about getting in touch with my ancestors and my the art the past of my own family um and the emotional past linking it all up um so this is a great summer for artists I would suggest mm -hmm. and if you're artistic at all uh, if you're an archaeologist um if you're uh, also if you're a healer, mm. you know anybody in the healing mm -hmm. uh, realm will benefit from this beautiful grand trine. Yeah, and it's just a sense. I mean, you know, ideally, we're we're moving into a phase which really does suggest slow down. Mm. Um, you know, and if you can go and sit by water and meditate or mm. contemplate and reflect, make sure you do that at some point over the next couple of months. Um, and this may well be something that kicks in quite quickly, I think, because Mars turns retrograde on the 26th. 
and then we have a full moon on the 28th of June cutting across the Cancer Capricorn axis which is interesting too because Saturn is involved mm. Saturn in Capricorn next to the moon so I think at the end of June in particular look at what's coming to an end look at what um, you might be able to complete and then have some time and look at where you can't move ahead it's this sense of I mean Saturn being the obstacles limitations but you finish things off Finish things yeah, off. Finish yep. things off in June so that you can wallow in July. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, though, mm. I, 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 that full moon in Capricorn is a finishing offy moon, isn't it? It's yeah. like things coming to a full fruition. That's it. Boom, on you go. Um, and also for Cancer Capricorn, this this might be about relationships, partnership, as it cuts across the first and seventh houses. Um, so you know, really kind of tune into your relationships business partnerships what's working for you what's not i mean i think that might become quite evident during the full moon period mm. and also interesting i mean again if you look at the aries and libra which are the other cardinal signs this could be about home the past it can also be about um career where you're heading very kind of clear um what's the word Trage trajectory in mm. a way from past to future um so more about home and family career issues yeah for aries and libra and i also think that it's about for aries in particular you might find this is the, the end of a certain chapter of your career um which is a good thing and then you'll have the summer to think about how to go on carry on with the next chapter um and you and it's the summer also just to let go. Don't you think that would, that's, there's two things I would really say about the summer. One is let go. And the other one is follow your heart, not your head, mm -hmm. you know, because of the Mars retrograde in Aquarius, that's, it can be a misleading thing. Can't it? Mars retrograde. Mm. You go up the wrong path. Mm. Yeah. It's retrograde in one of the air signs as well. So, I mean, it is a time to think things through carefully. Um, turn inward a little bit with that um there's another incredible thing happening as well Not incredible but very important um so we have the grand trine happening in water off and on for most of the month but there's also a grand trine happening in earth so that's really important for the earth signs that's you know taurus capricorn and virgo um will be affected by this and um it's because and it's from venus in virgo which is actually later in this month isn't it july the 10th venus moves into virgo um we'll make be making a trine to saturn and capricorn and then to uranus in taurus which is quite exciting mm -hmm. so i think that actually these earth signs might be experiencing some pretty fundamental changes in some area of their lives but these fundamental changes might be happening surprisingly smoothly. As mm. long as you don't get too caught up with that Mars retrograde in Aquarius. Mm. It's kind of like building something new that's lovely, isn't it, as well? Yeah. This, this um, grand earth trine. Um, and for the earth signs, it, I mean, it brings out all the, you know, the lovely sectors mm. of their charts. Um, it's about creativity. It's also about romance. It's about travel, study. So it's kind of, you know, building something new that um, is really, 
that you can move forward with. And also, I always think with, you know, um, with the earth signs, it's about just enjoying what enjoying what mm. you have. It's about sensuality. It's making the most of life as well. Really interesting that these two grand trines in water and earth. So very much the the signs and the elements that are much more about being than doing. Yeah, they're and, about and being again, here now. Yeah, again, Definitely. that theme comes through. It's about enjoying this earth and this water and this planet planet that we're on. And understanding that this is, uh, you know, yours to, you know, to take pleasure in. Yeah. I think, you know, basically what we're saying is take a sabbatical, don't do anything, take this, take July off, and if you can, take August off too. Uh, and lie on, actually, it's not so much lie on a beach as, as go up a mountain and lie on the side of a mountain. It's more Heidi than what's a beach person, than the beach well, you could do either, I think, oh, actually. Right then. Actually, I think you could do either. Um, you know, and if you can't take two months off, which... Um, most of us can't. Most of us can't. Then, you know, just look at... Just remember sort of the good things in life and, and how to make the most of, of um, what you have. It's very much that feel, I think. And make the most of the long days if you're in the mm. Northern Hemisphere. Get out in the evening. Get up early with the sunrise. And don't push yourself too hard. Mm. We do have to talk about, it's mm. like, what's that book we have to talk about, Kevin? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's two things we have to talk about, actually. We have to talk about uh, Jupiter Direct, but I was actually going to talk about Kevin in terms of, right. of, the, of, the, of the, um, <laughs> the new moon. Let's um, go, Kevin. Let's go, Kevin. You, have you read that book we have to talk yeah, about, Kevin? Yeah, it's, it's a great book. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin, in the form of Pluto, is uh, uh, is going to be exactly opposite to the new moon, which is an eclipse. July the 13th. Yeah, it's an eclipse. So it's an eclipse with Pluto. I don't really know. I'm trying to think of a really great spin to put on this, but something's going to finish, especially if you're Cancer or Capricorn. Mm -hmm. there's, there's something ending there. Um, and also the other cardinal signs, Libra and Aries, will experience that. And frankly, you know, it's actually hitting everything, isn't it? Mm. There's, I mean, you know, this. We're trying to put a positive spin on this. I mean, Pluto can be power and transformation. Yeah. So it is about, you know, there is a potential to let go of what isn't good in your life, of, you know, creating something new, or just, mm. or just moving on in some way that makes you feel powerful and that transforms your life. I also think, I mean, I know I often say this, but new moons are quite good times to bury bad news, you know, to bury something that needs to be buried. Mm -hmm. um, there's a slight kind of feeling with this one of burying something and then it rears its head again like a zombie. So just, I don't know, I would choose to finish something off more than start something with this eclipse. Um, because of the all the other stuff is very kind of don't do anything. Mars is saying don't do anything, so yeah. it's more of a of a ending really. Well, this is the theme of um, the summer in a way, yeah. isn't it? I mean, also I think too. You know, it's interesting that it's Pluto opposing mm. uh, the solar eclipse because this is secrets. Yeah, it's secrets <laughs> coming out, and um, just three days before the solar eclipse, we have mm. Jupiter turning direct in Scorpio, Pluto's star sign more secrets coming out absolutely and if you haven't had any secrets come out yet some some 
some of you will already have been experiencing this this archaeology I, I, I would call it you know mm-hmm. of some kind of emotional thing emotional archaeology the stuff coming out and you already have experienced it but if but when Jupiter goes direct, it can go into the public domain even more. Mm. So be prepared for something that you may have discovered to have re- more ramifications from then. Mm. And, you know, Jupiter turning direct is a great energy. It's a very positive energy. It's an yeah. awakening in a way. Um, you know, it's it's stuff coming to the surface for a good reason. Jupiter's the protector as well. Mm. Um, and we have seen with Jupiter and Scorpio these themes, you know, around sex, money, um, maybe the afterlife uh, that's coming, that's uh, all coming, coming out. So uh, this is good for Scorpios, uh, the Jupiter turning direct. I, I feel, you know, th- that you may have been holding on something and now you can let it go. Uh, you can move forward. It's good for Pisces. Um, it's good for Cancerians. Uh, Jupiter direct if you want to sort of launch something although we don't particularly want you to be starting something new but if there's something that you already had before Mm -hmm. you know that's already been prepared it would still be a good time to launch it or to let it out into the world Mm. to publicize it Mm. Um, I think that actually Jupiter direct is a good time to first to to travel you know because Jupiter rules travel um, and study research as yeah, well. Yeah, you know there is. I just think Jupiter turning direct in the solar eclipse opposite Pluto could work together in a way to find out something amazing, to mm. real, you know, go in deep. Mm. It's quite purging as well. There's a revelation and there's a purge, mm. isn't there? Mm-hmm. And that also fits in with the South Node Mars conjunction that's ongoing through this through this month that we're talking about, Mars is hanging around that south node, which is about some, there's a karmic connection, obviously, but it's also about the expulsion of stuff. It's about, I'm trying to think of a polite way of putting this. It's about, uh, release, release. It's release. I make, I'm letting go. Um, deconstipating. Let's put it like that. It's (laughs) deconstipating. And all of these things are decon. You know, there's a lot of stuff that may have been stuck that is being released. Mm. Mm. Um, although this tends to be not necessarily kind of firm action in the world, but it's more emotional. It's mm. more on an emotional level. And I, I think it's going to be an interesting, I mean, just looking at, you know, I'm just looking at the, really the Jupiter turning direct mm. is very close as well. Well, it's the same day that Venus enters Virgo, yeah, the 10th. And then, you know, the Venus connects with this grand earth trine. I mean, that could be quite amazing mm. for Taurus, couldn't it? It Don't could you be think? the beginning of something fantastic. Scorpio, your relationship sector. Yeah. It could be like a childhood sweetheart, someone mm. coming back into your life. Mm. It could be something new that's there's a real feel of rebirth around that. Creativity as well. Um, yeah, I mean I think in general Taurus has got a pretty good month ahead. You know, especially when Venus goes into Virgo. But I think it's exciting about it. It's going to start to man- make man- more manifest what Uranus is going to be like in your sign, where Uranus is going to be in Taurus for years, you know, for the next seven years or so. It'll dive back into Aries briefly, but it's going to be there. And you probably you might already have a notion of what that's going to be. But once it starts to make this connect- these connections, 
with other earthy planets, for example, this Venus and for, with the Saturn, you're going to get more of a feel of what that really means. Leading up to later in the summer, you know, we're in September when the sun and everything else goes into Virgo. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should mention the slowing down of Mercury as well, just to say that Mercury doesn't go retrograde in our time period, but it will quite soon afterwards. Yeah, because it moves into Leo, doesn't it? Um, when does it move into Leo? In June, on June the 29th, so the end of this month. Mercury moves into Leo, and then it will be in Leo for almost, um, it'll probably be two months, yeah. because it turns retrograde, not the period we're talking about, but towards the end of July. And I think this is important for Leos. It is. You know, Leos are going to be doing all those Mercury retrograde things, which are good, which is like rethinking stuff, getting back in touch with old friends. There may be some issues with your brother or sister that you need to sort out as a, as a little Leo. And those, Aqua those Aquarians are going to be having, you know, it will affect you, this, this slowing down of Mercury. Mm. I think for both signs, it is about reassessing relationships as well, isn't it? Maybe if you need mm. to take, um, have some time apart or, you yeah. know, think things through. There's no, it's not a time to really rush into things this summer. Um, no, you want to do that at the, you know, but it can be a time for planning and replanning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a good time to be thinking about big strategies um, and having it, getting it, getting in information that you need, but not actually taking action on it yet. Mm -hmm. um, and having sort of heartfelt conversations, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so what else? Scott, it's a really busy month. I just, oh, there's something else I want to say about the solar eclipse. Which is simply this: that this is the first solar eclipse in the Cancer on the Cancer Capricorn axis. Mm. We're coming out of the eclipses in Leo Aquarius, but there's some more Leo Aquarius eclipses coming up later in the summer, and that'll be in the next um, podcast. Yeah. Um, so the Cancer Capricorn eclipses will last until July 2020. So, so a really kind of powerful time for the two signs and what that represents um, moving forward yeah it represents change doesn't it mm -hmm. it does um, you know this is a, the things are really going to change for cancer capricorn over the next 18 months yeah and it may be relationships and but it, i think it may also be to do with parents mm -hmm. yeah. you know uh and it may be to do with parents also for aries libra mm. um but they quite often with an eclipse, you know, people leave mm -hmm. your life and people enter it. So yeah. it's babies and deaths. It's, it's the two things. And it's who or what will be eclipsed in a way. I mean, yeah. that's the, if you think of the symbolism of the eclipse, it throws a shadow, doesn't it? And, and sometimes, you know, we do need to close a door, put the past behind us in order to move on. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's out with the old and in with the new. And with Pluto opposite the eclipse, there's no question in my mind that this is definitely about transformation, you know, you, and also it's unequivocal. It's not like a super strong total eclipse, is it? Mm. Um, yet. I don't know when that when the ones in Cancer come to that. But, but anyway, it's significant. Mm. It is significant. Um, 
any final thoughts, Sally? Uh, we've we've been sounding a bit so serious, and it's partly because we're rocking back and forth on our on this boat, mm. um, and we're feeling we've had it. You know, the, we 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 were going to do a retrodiction, but we thought, oh my goodness, it's all just been so emotional. Yeah, it has been. I think it has been quite an emotional time, and I think if you are going through an emotional phase of, I mean, letting go is an emotional process, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that will continue in some way, and. And kind of just be in touch with that. Just just let it happen sometimes. I think I think the next month in particular is more about letting things go, letting things be. Um, Don't make the mistake of thinking that you can plan it all out and you've got it under control. Yeah. That's really what this next... You don't have it under control, Yeah, says Mars Retrograde. That's not me speaking. That's Mars Retrograde speaking. You don't have it under control and that's okay. Mm. Yeah? yeah? It's okay. Right. Okay. Well, so, I think see you next month, right? We'll see you next month when the sun moves into Leo, and um, I think we might be in winter. Oh, yes, of we're course. Going to, we're going to meet the royals. We're going to go royal. Going to go I shall royal. be wearing a hat <laughs> and whatever. Mm. You, are we going to dress like a queen? A hat and a handbag. Right? A hat and handbag, yeah. Maybe <laughs> some little gloves as well. We'll be terribly smart for you next month. Okay, we'll have a good time, and we'll Catch you soon. Bye. Bye.